0: Town Dead. This is half of your host, Caitlin. And
1: this is Andrew. Caitlin, stop talking. We have to, we have to go. We have we, to do this. This is stop. going
0: to be so intense.
1: Nope. Ka- Caitlin, stop talking. We okay, have to we start. here we go. Here we go. All right. So, <laughs> our story today, we're going to follow uh, mostly Chevy Kehoe, but also so many other people. Yes. It's a, a, real, a real mess of a thing. It's a real humdinger. And uh, so, this story kind of entered the national consciousness uh, when there was a police shootout. They had pulled over a car, and there's just a shootout that happens, and it was captured all on a police dashboard cam.
0: Which you can see on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We posted that video earlier this this week.
1: At some point, yes. Yes. And, yeah, so, like, that video became very famous, um, but we'll, we're going to get into it. We're going to start off. The early life of one Chevy Kehoe and other Keho's and yeah. So he was the oldest of eight kids, all sons, which sounds like a real nightmare. Amongst everything else, that's a real nightmare. Mm. So he was the oldest born to Gloria and Kirby Kehoe in uh, 1973 on January 29th in Orange Park, Florida. His dad named him after his favorite brand of car. It's uh, can you guess? Based on Chevrolet. Okay, good, good <laughs> guess that the uh, Chevy would be named after Chevrolet. Thanks. Very proud of you. Thank you. So, his uh dad, who is Kirby Kehoe, he served in the Navy during Vietnam, and he actually got a rare form of cancer at one point, which he believed was due to exposure to Agent Orange.
0: He may be onto something
1: he's probably i mean yeah probably maybe but but, (laughs) maybe but uh so that was a big reason for his distrust of the federal government Mm. uh, which is going to be a common theme with these people
0: which by the way there are a lot of people in the story lots of players it's hard for us to keep up so good luck (laughs) We'll try to make it clear. We'll we'll try to make it very clear. I'll do my best. Yes.
1: I've done my best in the way I've
0: written out everything. He did good. Good job, Andrew.
1: Um we'll see how we did. But uh so yeah, the the family moved around a bunch. Like they lived in Florida, they'd moved to North Carolina. Most of the time they were up in uh, Washington State. Uh, they also lived in Arkansas and also lived in a place called Elohim City. We'll get back to that place. Mm. We have words to say about it. Lots. Lots of words. Um, uh, early life, they lived in, uh, Western North Carolina up in the mountainy part where it gets real cold. Uh, their house burned down while they lived there and they moved into like just a garage, just, just a little garage, no plumbing, insulation or heat. And they were very poor as you can probably guess by the fact that they moved around Mm -hmm. doing weird stuff. Um, They actually had a neighbor uh, named Mrs. Tipton who bought the family beds because they just slept on the floor. They didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. That's kind of sad. And she would, like, offer to take the boys to church. All eight of them, (laughs) I guess. Oh, my God. And, uh, but Gloria, the mother, refused. Like, they, Hmm. the Kehos did not trust other people. They were real weird about it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, So, eventually, they gathered up some money and they move off to... Uh, Washington State uh, moved to a cabin with chad no electricity near a place called Deep Lake Washington, which is close to the Idaho border.
0: Can I just say that a lot of stuff happens in Washington State, like Ted Bundy and a bunch of other serial killers?
1: Serial killers and then like the Pacific Northwest is filled with uh, white supremacists.
0: I had no idea.
1: Which part? The white supremacist part?
0: Yeah, because you like Seattle and stuff's up there, right? Yeah,
1: like Seattle and Portland, those are the woke cities. Yeah. But then if you get out and look at a map and see how big Oregon is, imagine like, think about when you think of like even Arkansas, mm-hmm. you think about like how different Little Rock is versus say <laughs> eastern Arkansas.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: Or even north Arkansas like where Harrison is.
0: North Arkansas versus south Arkansas. Whew, different different yeah. worlds.
1: Yeah, but like Oregon uh, was even founded like... Black people couldn't own property there until, wow. like, the 1920s. What? Yeah. It was founded sp- specifically to be, like, this place is for white folks.
0: <gasps> that's messed up. Yeah. So,
1: like, that's where a lot of, like, Oregon specifically, I think, is where, like, the first neo-Nazi movement
0: started. Jeez. So, yeah. Get it together, <laughs> Northwest. Come on now. <laughs>
1: yeah. You seem so nice otherwise, and also because, and also the serial killers. But, you know, <laughs>
0: what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it?
1: So, yeah, they're, they're living up in... Uh, Far eastern Washington, near Idaho. Uh Chevy's father, whose name is Kirby, he worked as a mechanic mostly, but he had a lot of trouble keeping a job. Hmm. The nice way they say it is that he was too independent. I feel that. <laughs> which is like he he was not good at taking instruction, I guess.
0: He he has trouble playing with others.
1: Yeah. And he was not not good at having a boss, is one way of saying it. Hmm. Well. So Uh, Eventually, Chevy actually began attending school because they would, you know, homeschool a lot, Mm -hmm. as evidenced by the part where they're a bunch of weirdos. Yep. He uh, started going to school in the ninth grade at a place called Colville.
0: Not to say that all homeschool people are weirdos.
1: I'm saying that. I'm not saying you're all bad people. I'm saying you're all weirdos. And that's okay. I'm friends with plenty of you. It's just, I'm just saying, you'd, you'd be a very different person if you went to regular school
0: okay continue some of my
1: favorite people are homeschooled (laughs) how about that there you go okay yeah that makes up for it they can still be weird okay and still be my favorite people okay all right calm down okay so yeah this school is 25 miles away from where he lived that's how far out in the boonies they were Jeez. yeah and he wanted to run track but his parents wouldn't allow it like they didn't want him doing stuff uh he wasn't allowed to have friends over to their house but that's because they was growing marijuana well
0: you know (laughs) Land of the free.
1: <laughs> it was a different time they'd probably be somewhat fine now because washington yeah, yeah especially yeah. though there's probably like stuff where you gotta get licensed and i bet they would be against that because the family is very anti-government like hmm like um big time chevy keo he did not even have like a, a social security number for a long time what like that's how off the grid they were trying to be
0: that's crazy yeah
1: so he was, um, like, he was an honor student in high school. Like, he was, they, everybody said he was a great student. Uh, fun fact, he, uh, like, he was friends with Israel Keyes, mm. infamous serial killer who was caught not all that long
0: ago. Right. And he is, like, an interesting character. That would yeah. be an interesting discussion. But there's so many other people that have done podcast episodes on him that yeah. they, they took care of it. But
1: And also doesn't have any real ties to Arkansas. No, think.
0: except for that. And then... Of course, Israel Keys, Washington. There you go.
1: Yeah. And didn't he live in like Alaska or something?
0: I think so. He went all over. Maybe it's just places that are like cold and cloudy and
1: messes (laughs) with people's brains. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So it's just a weird thing that he would have ties to this horrible serial killer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but 1988, his parents pull him and his younger, younger brother Shane, Shane is spelled C-H-E-Y-N-E and it makes me mad.
0: <laughs> Another of those names spelled funny.
1: Yeah. Well, even Chevy is though, I guess. Yeah. Cause like, you know, normally people name that it's, it, his is V-I-E instead of Y. Yeah. So I guess his is Chevy, whereas like the other way you would normally hear it like Chevy, like Chevy Chase. That's true. Famous angry person, actor, douchebag. No. uh He's famous for being like kind of unruly.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I really like his Christmas movies.
1: Yeah, he's really good in Community, but then he got fired from Community because he was unruly. Oh <laughs> and, well, yeah. you
0: know he was uh, too independent. That's what it is. Yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> that's what that's what everybody should just start saying from now go. on. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, when he and when Chevy and Shane grew up, they mostly like would travel around a lot. Um. Just like their parents, I guess. Mostly stay in the West, though. They would go around, do like construction jobs, work at a sawmill for a while, just doing odd jobs. And then they would uh, get like old guns, clean them up, and sell them and make a profit off of that. As one does. Yeah. So that was like a big thing for them. Um, The family, his parents were, as we said, they were anti government types. They were. You know, uh, the the kind word they say, the kindest word, which is um, white separatist Oh, instead of white supremacist because they want to, they just want everything to be separate, you know? Just
0: because you name it something else doesn't mean it's less terrible.
1: Yeah, it's like the, there's like some racist people that'll say like they're racialist, which is like the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the same like, thing.
1: It's just a way of being like, no, no, see, we're doing this because of science. It's like, it's not scientific That's at not all. not science. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So. Th- this is going to be yeah. an episode where Andrew gets heated. <laughs> I,
1: I'm going to try and uh, hold myself back so that I don't say a bunch of cuss words and have to edit it out because editing takes time and I don't want to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this, if, if there is ever a topic to get heated about, this is it.
1: Yeah. If you're like on the other side of this this is not a both sides argument stop
0: stop listening now <laughs> you
1: don't you don't get to be on the other side nope there's there's no two sides to this you
0: are wrong yeah
1: so anyway yeah uh, from an early age he he's raised with these beliefs of white supremacy and the like yeah uh, when he was only 12 he began to admire Somebody named Bob Matthews.
0: What an innocent sounding name.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's just like the most generic white man name ever. <laughs> yeah. But he wanted to be the ultimate white man. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Bob Matthews, we'll try and go through this quickly. I wrote down probably too much information, to be honest. But,
0: <laughs> but Andrew uh, went down some deep holes.
1: Yeah. it's this doing the, Researching this episode, it was constantly uh, getting distracted going into another rabbit hole of just horrible stuff. But... Um, so Bob Matthews, I'm gonna actually skip over some stuff here because, that I wrote down because it's just it will, will never get done. He um he's a guy who becomes a believer in white supremacist and supremacism in 1982. That's when he's he's like I'm I'm into that now, and he um tries to get people to move to the Pacific Northwest. Common theme of trying to get white folks mm-hmm. out there apparently. Yeah, he called it the White American Bastion.
0: Oh yeah,
1: great! And he was inspired by a really, really rotten, horrible, disgusting book called The Turner Diaries.
0: What are the Turner Diaries? Oh, Caitlin,
1: <laughs> I oh gosh,
0: I uh, actually I don't know what the Turner Diaries. Yeah, are.
1: Um, why don't you go to that third bullet point right after it says so oh, the where it says reading the details. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. Read that one.
1: Read um where it says it's more of a.
0: It's more. Of a neo-Nazi... I can't read that.
1: (laughs) Okay. We can say that. No. Okay. Anyway, it's basically a neo-Nazi fantasy about race war (laughs) in America.
0: And it makes Andrew's blood boil. It's
1: absolutely disgusting. It is awful. It's basically like white supremacists who are anti-government decide that they're going to overthrow the government um, and start race war. Oh, they're like, they're like, hey, we're going to start doing this, and then all the other white people will join us and fight fight the
0: non-whites. That's not true.
1: No, as evidenced by what happens um, and all sorts of things. So, in the book, it starts off essentially with um, the racists blow up the FBI headquarters with a truck bomb.
0: Oh, that sounds and then, vaguely familiar.
1: Yeah, and then that starts like a ultra right-wing movement of white nationalists and they start the race war and eventually take over. And, you know, that might sound familiar because Timothy McVeigh, who blew up the Oklahoma City uh, federal building, was a big fan of the Turner Diaries.
0: Well, great.
1: Like he had pages of those with him when he got captured. And of
0: course, of course.
1: And that right wing revolution never happened. So it sounds like maybe it's a dumb, horrible garbage <laughs> book for garbage people. Yes. Um, basically, it's like, it's like a like a holocaust fantasy almost oh my
0: gosh like it's
1: it's rotten yeah so <sighs> there's there's like it starts global race war the white people win and they either kill all of the non-whites or ship them off to like other places oh my gosh so uh matthews he was a white supremacist and he was inspired by turner diaries as was timothy mcveigh and mm-hmm. as was our subject chevy kehoe mm-hmm they he forms a group called the Order, which was the name of the the white people group in Turner Diaries, mm-hmm. and they would essentially fund themselves by robbing banks and armored trucks.
0: These are real good people. They
1: would print counterfeit bills. Uh, they planned to kill a bunch of prominent Jewish people. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they they their whole thing was like, oh, the government's evil because it's actually run by the Jews. <laughs> Um, they'd call it the Zionist occupied government.
0: What? Uh, Anyway. Okay. And, um,
1: they, they actually assassinated a radio personality in Denver named Alan Berg, who was Jewish and basically talked trash about right wing people like him Mm -hmm. and also challenged the beliefs of the Christian identity movement. It's really dumb. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back to it. Yes, we will. And, uh, yeah. So. Eventually, they, his group gets sold out by somebody else who got caught for counterfeiting. Nice. And the reason that Kehoe loved him so much was because he went out with a blaze of glory. Of course. He got uh, surrounded basically by the FBI and ended up getting burnt to death when, like, his ammunition and stuff like caught fire. Exploded. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So the- he, he thought that was like some heroic, cool stuff, even though it's just like a gross. Horrible person.
0: Yeah. Bye. Good riddance. Mm.
1: So, Chevy would often drive off to uh the Aryan Nations compound, which is in northern Idaho, which you may notice is a place where there are no people.
0: Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about the compound. I was like, wait, yeah. what? You mean Idaho? There, there. Yeah, okay. northern Idaho. Okay. I see.
1: If there's a part of Idaho that has people, it's Boise, which is like to the south.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, he would go to, uh, he would listen to sermons, sermons given by one Richard Butler, and he was actually a former member of the Order.
0: Go figure. Yeah.
1: And Chevy actually, like, befriended um, Bob Matthews' widow. Oh. So, like, he, he knew He's pretty those close. people. Yeah, now. yeah. So, they were the Christian identity movement people, and uh, there was a town that actually was founded for just christian identity movement stuff near it's in oklahoma like right at the arkansas border called elohim city Mm -hmm. and it is well known for housing white supremacists or separatists as they want to be called like um richard snell who we may do another another episode he was a member of a different white supremacist group called the covenant the sword and arm of the lord
0: who knew there were so many of them? There's so many and Why? they all have
1: their own little groups but they're all tied together. Ugh. But yeah, Richard Snell, he was a he murdered two people and he his remains are actually in Elohim
0: City. Don't go there, it's cursed. Yeah.
1: So and there's like I think the former leader of that group, the Covenant, uh lives there still, I think, actually.
0: Huh.
1: So. And then um yeah, they they're all this Christian Identity movement. You're probably wondering, what is that? That sounds fine. That's a first, perfectly fine name for a thing. Christian identity. That's that's okay, right? No, no, it isn't.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so loud.
1: It is not okay, actually. Yeah, like you know how you know people always say like I respect people of all beliefs or whatever. Mm -mm. I can't say that anymore.
0: Nope. Not after reading this. That this isn't a belief. This is hate.
1: It it really is. It's like this embarrassing, hate filled idea where like somebody was like, you know i just love only white people but i can't make that work with the bible how do i make that work pretend basically pretend what andrew you pretend everything is white that was good <laughs> so like so like jews modern day jews they're not the actual jews they're pretenders they're liars they're who not the,
0: who are the real jews the, andrew? Real Ju-
1: <laughs> the ancient israelites you read about in the bible those are the real Jews, uh-huh. and also they were white. Hmm. That and, doesn't seem right. Well, too bad. They apparently moved to like Northern Europe, and that's where that's that's they're the chosen people. That's how you do. That's how you play pretend. <laughs> except, except the problem with this ver- this version of playing pretend is that it kills 168 people in Oklahoma someday.
0: Oh my gosh! And not only that, but it's also very wrong. The,
1: it's like, it's rotten. It, it, it's disgusting.
0: And not even rotten, it's just factually incorrect.
1: Yeah, like, the it, they say, like, the modern Jews are the offspring of Cain, who was technically the son of Satan, instead. Like, they say, like, um, Abel was Adam's actual son, but Cain was Satan's son, or something weird like that. That is weird. And so, yeah. They also say that Non-whites were actually around before white people, like before Adam and Eve were white. They are <laughs> the ancestors for white people.
0: Uh, oh, I, uh, But
1: okay. there were races before the non-white races, and they were inferior. Uh, that, that's that's not according to this garbage movement.
0: That is, mm.
1: yeah. So mm. they they have a whole lot of just nonsense. So th- for one, they 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 hate race mixing they consider that, like, genocide. Like, if you're a white person and you have a baby with a n- person of another race, that's, you committed genocide against white people.
0: You know what I would love to see? Their... Their 23 d- me. <laughs> Yes, their DNA profiles. Yeah,
1: there's, there's like, so many where it's, like, oh, you had like, there's that you, famous one where, like, there's, like, a white supremacist who found out, like, he had black heritage, like, <gasps> not that far back. Uh-huh. Which Good. like...
0: Good. Yeah. I want somebody to be, like... Ninety percent Ashkenazi Jew, and be like, "What you gonna do about it?"
1: I mean, that's what happens. Like, that's what you get for like basing your self worth around like the color of the people who had sex. Yeah, like before you, it's that it's, made you. It's it, like these people banged you into existence. It's
0: irrelevant. That's
1: how can you take pride in that?
0: Sure, <laughs> <True. laughs> it's not. True. That's
1: not something to take pride in. That's you, idiotic. You're right. Beyond you're right, belief. You're right. Um, yeah, and they thought like their version of like the apocalypse or whatever was like. Jesus was going to come back and enslave all the non whites or whatever, or kill all the non whites, or they'd be enslaved to serve the whites. Yeah, it's just, it's garbage. Uh, And as you would guess, they also hated homosexuals. Of course. Anything else. Anybody who's
0: not a straight white man.
1: Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Credit cards are the mark of the beast. Oh. That was, oops. Stuff like that was sort of mainstream ish. Yeah. It was halfway mainstream for a while, but I think people got over it for the most part.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, banking system's bad, but it's controlled by the Jews. That's why it's bad. You, know, oh, you get okay. it, of course. It's a lot of it. It reads like the billboards in Harrison, Arkansas.
0: Tell me about that.
1: Oh gosh, um, there's so many. They're so bad all the time. Like, um, like the the white the genocide against your own race. There's one uh, that would say,
0: uh, "It said
1: diversity is a code word for hashtag white genocide."
0: Are you kidding me? And this, by the way, in case we have any listeners outside of Arkansas, Harrison is in what? Northern Arkansas. Yes. And it is a very scary white person place. The
1: the KKK of the modern day are based there. Yes. So, it,
0: it's it's an awful, awful place. Like, Sorry well, for Harrison people.
1: Yeah. If you're a good person, good for you. But yeah, you know what it's about. You know. You, you know what's you happening. Know. But yeah, it's if you're not familiar with it, you could l- just look up Harrison billboards or whatever. Uh, It's basically like every horrible racist meme you've ever seen on Facebook, but they just make an actual billboard out of it. Wow. My favorite is one time... (laughs) I like this story. I was driving... I was riding with somebody through Harrison, and there was this billboard, and it said, it's not racist to love your own race, or something like that. And I was like, I guess technically maybe, but only a racist would say that. (laughs) (laughs) And then it had like a, a URL that said whiteprideradio.com and I was like let's see what white pride radio is about I put that into my little url on my phone and it instantly redirected to kkkradio.com so I'm probably on a list now so that's great
0: (laughs) and then Andrew starts getting mail from the kkk (laughs) come join our club we'd love to have
1: you it's just like so it's like they're trying to pretend like they're not racist but then they're like. Just kidding. We were super we're racist. Totally and, racist. But like,
0: We got you.
1: Everything about it was just so stupid. And yes. It, but ra- nobody's accused racists of being very smart. So you Truth. Know. So, back to our, uh, our actual characters. Chevy Kehoe, the main one, he, uh, he wanted to secede from the US because that's been tried before and worked out swimmingly, <laughs> and he wanted to create a new nation in the Pacific Northwest, which is a common theme, apparently, with white supremacists must these days. Be,
0: yeah. Which,
1: you know. Yeah. And he's going to call it the Aryan People's Republic. You know how racists like to call things Aryan. Of course. <laughs> and also, citizenship, whites only. Nope. Everybody else have to be killed or forcibly deported. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah sounds right. Sounds legit.
1: It sounds like exactly what it would be. Of course. Yeah. You know. um, to try and attract recruits, he would go off and uh, commit crimes. You know, try and try and get people to join up with him, and also get money, which is similar to what the Order did mm-hmm. with oh, Bob yeah. Matthews and them. They yeah, would rob the banks and yeah. armored cars and all that. And he would like he would go from Washington to Arkansas, and he'd go to gun show events and also meet up with other weirdos who'd go to gun show events and have <laughs> weird beliefs and find them and try and try and hook up with them. So in the meantime, he married uh, Karina Gum. They ended up having three children, and they initially they lived in a school bus. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> they lived in a school bus. Okay. Which sounds like, for a second, sounds like they're going to be weird travelers, uh-huh. which is like their whole thing, I guess. Yeah. Except then they lived in a motel, and then eventually he stole a trailer while he was in Arkansas, hauled it back to Washington. That's what they lived in. Well. Yeah. And best of all, this, this guy, he's going he's to continue to be a very cool sounding person because uh, he was a polygamist. Oh, cool. And uh, he thought that was the best way to increase the population of Aryans in the world. You know, got to help in the coming revolution and populating your new garbage country of garbage sadness.
0: Okay, you can't see me right now, but my jaw just like fell. Like that is ridiculous.
1: I mean, how else are you gonna make? You gotta make the most babies possible.
0: That's ridiculous. Uh,
1: yeah, it is. Anyway, um, he also he he especially liked this idea when he learned his wife may have had like some Native American ancestry. Oh no! So like, it's like, oh, she's not white enough. I gotta get, I gotta get more whites. Oh no! So he took a he took a second wife in 1993 named Angie Settle. She went by Angie Murray. And uh, him and both wives, he he took him to the 1993 Aryan World Congress, which I'm sure is full of a bunch of just garbage people with like swastikas on their forehead or something, like uh, they're Charles Manson. Or that who but was, without charisma?
0: Who was it that had the uh, swastika tattooed across his arm? Oh, oh, oh
1: the dude uh, who murdered Doctor Dr. Becky, Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, what was his name? Mike Johnson, Alan, Mike Johnson. And he went know. by Mike, right? Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, he had a. I wonder if he went to those Swastika. events.
0: Oh, he might have because that was North Arkansas. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, he he went there and he was he's going there to show off because he's like, check this out. I got two wives. Ew. Yeah, we're we're gonna make all these Aryan babies so we can <laughs> take over, baby. <laughs> he's like, nah. But uh, his his first wife, Karina, she was she was kind of like not okay with this when she was there. She 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 was showing some discontent. And you know what happens in a very good loving family is you get beat up for that. Of course. Yeah. So she ended up having like a black eye and bloody oh. lip. And also she was seven months pregnant at the time oh when God. he beat her.
0: What a terrible person. Yeah.
1: As you would expect. Uh, eventually they moved to Elohim City, which we talked about. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's like place. their dream destination. <laughs> yeah. Really. It, yeah. I've seen pictures. It looks real good. Hmm. <laughs> And those people there are Christian identity, white supremacist types, so they were like, cool, polygamy, whatever, that's fine, make more white babies. You're white, that's what matters. Yeah. After 54 days, the second wife was done. Hmm. Uh, She Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. She was like... Not okay with the domestic violence that was happening. Huh. She was homesick because the there. She's from Spokane, Washington, basically. Yeah. And uh, it's
0: way far away. Yeah,
1: way far away from the border of Oklahoma and Arkansas. And she ended up finding an ally in Chevy's mother, Gloria. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, she convinced Chevy to allow her Angie to return to her parents in Spokane. So she was able to to get the heck out of Dodge on that one.
0: <laughs> get the heck out of Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> did you
1: get it no yes Not, I get it. Okay, okay okay don't ask if you okay. you ruined the joke yes, sorry. If you get it. you're right you're I, right i enjoyed it that was a good joke thank you well played thanks yeah so he uh he's hanging out in elohim city with all these other weird white people who hate all other races because they're weird insecure sad people i guess <laughs> and just angry sad garbage and uh, it's believed that he helped supply fire ar- firearms to a group in the area that was called the Aryan Republican Army. figure. Yeah. And we know for sure that his father, Kirby, had provided at least one firearm to them. Just one. So we know for sure. Just one. As far as we know. <laughs> so, But they were like the order. They were another group that was going around robbing banks to try and fund their white nationalist stuff. And, well, what are you going to do? Like get... An actual rich person who's got a brain, be like, "Yeah, it sounds great." No, probably not. (laughs) You're right. So they they were responsible for stealing two hundred and fifty thousand dollars from twenty two different banks out in the Midwest. Wow. So eventually, uh, Kehoe they moved back to Spokane, Washington, and they're staying in a place called the Shadows Motel. Sounds legit. Shadows. It sounds yeah. It's a very strange name for motel. (laughs) Come to the shadows. Where great. you'll definitely not be
0: murdered. <laughs> where great people stay. <laughs> yes. Not true. So Sorry, Shadows Motel.
1: It, it probably isn't even there at this point. You're Who right. Who cares? They're not listening. <laughs> if they are, they, they're a motel in Spokane. They, they know knew what happened. They know what's up. They know. So early on April 19th, 1995, which is the day of the Oklahoma City bombing,
0: huh.
1: it is alleged that Chevy Kehoe told the manager of the motel that he needed to turn his TV on to CNN. This is before the bombing happens. Not long after is when the news of the bombing breaks. And Kehoe is alleged to have said, it's about time. My God. And the manager said, I guess it's got to be a car bomb. And Kehoe said, it's got to be a truck bomb.
0: He knew. Allegedly.
1: And there was a man, allegedly, Matching Timothy McVeigh's description, who had been previously seen at the Shadows Motel in Spokane. The thing is, there there is no concrete evidence of this, like no nobody from the feds has been able to corroborate this for sure. Right. And Kehoe himself has denied any prior knowledge of the bombing, though his brother Shane did say that he did that said that Chevy claimed he did, but it's hard to say. It's one of those things where, you know, we may never know.
0: Yeah. But hey. it's,
1: but there's, there's all the, they're all tied together in yeah. some ways. So it seems like they would be tied no, together yeah. in more ways. You never know. Yeah.
0: And you told me actually that you read somewhere that uh, Oklahoma, Little Rock was, it was between like Little Rock and Oklahoma City. And they ultimately cho- chose Oklahoma City to do the bombing.
1: Yeah. Uh, whatever it's called now, the TCBY Tower in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the Simmons Bank Tower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the biggest tower in arkansas yeah. and little rock yeah. but um it was originally considered as a potential target they ended up going with oklahoma city because it had more like federal government stuff mm-hmm. and that's what they were after right yeah like uh, the justification they gave for why they didn't blow up the uh tcby tower was like there was a floor shop at the bottom of it so they didn't want to blow it up but i don't know why that would be a problem because um at oklahoma city they put the bomb like. Directly by the daycare, and yeah. they knew they put it by the daycare, and they knew there were children in there. Oh,
0: my gosh. So, I
1: don't... I think it was mostly about maximi- maximizing government employees, potentially.
0: That's so awful. Yeah. Where Where was Timothy McVeigh from? Was he from Washington, the Northwest?
1: I don't know. I'd have to look that up.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I didn't know if he was from this area, and that's why they thought Oklahoma City were Little Rock, because... Or if they're just, like, because the Elohim City connection, you know, that's yeah. near o- Oklahoma,
1: you know. Well, and there's another white supremacist who had previously uh, plotted to bomb the Oklahoma City building.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So, there's it's, there's always the poten- potential that that was just, like, a carryover, and maybe he had the idea from another person who gotcha. knew that guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Because it happened. The original plan that the other guys had was, like, in 80-something, like, maybe 83 And the bombing happens in 95. So So it had been brewing for a while, potentially. Yeah. And it was on the anniversary of that guy's execution, which seems more like, which is possibly more of like the stars aligning, because it was was done on the anniversary of the Waco siege, which is the big deal that McVeigh was mad about.
0: Which is a whole other story. Exactly. Okay. So now we're going to kind of switch gears and talk about our victims of, well... I mean, plenty of victims already kind of in there. But the
1: primary victims yes. and the ones who have ties to Arkansas.
0: Yes, and how we got to this very deep, deep story. Okay, so William Frederick Mueller, he was a master electrician with a steady contract at the local Walmart in Arkansas. He was a Vietnam vet, twice divorced. Uh, his wife that he was married to um, at the time of this event, Nancy, he met through her parents. Nancy was 21, recently divorced. She had a daughter named Sarah Elizabeth Powell, and that was from her first marriage. Uh, William Mueller offered Nancy a job as his apprentice. Uh, she accepted the job, and then soon after, uh, got a proposal for marriage in 89. Uh, William was twice Nancy's age, and her parents did not approve of the marriage. Go figure. The Mueller's moved to a house in Tilly, Arkansas, in 94. Where is Tilly? It's in like
1: North-ish Arkansas. It's like, I'm trying to think of what the closest thing would be to it. I looked it up and it was like, I would zoom out on Google Maps looking for like the next town I'd recognize. And I was like, <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll. I don't, I still don't, still don't recognize <laughs> any of these. So it's like, like northwestish. Okay, okay. It's in the areas where mountains are starting up. Gotcha. At least.
0: Okay. So, uh, William spent a lot of time, uh, he went to gun shows, which is something that the keyhoes did a lot. He sold weapons, ammunition, survival gear, anti-government videotapes, and anti-government newsletters called the Patriot Report. Um, in 94, the Keyhose moved to Kingston, Arkansas, and became friends with the Mueller's.
1: Which I looked up where Kingston was in relation to Tilly, and it's like even with today's roads uh-huh. potentially being better. It was like an hour and something drive between the two. Boy. But I assume there are only so many people. Who, they, they, I think they met mostly on like the gun show circuit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how. Yeah. I figured. Um, um, so they moved to Kingston. became friends with the Mueller's. Yeah. And they travel in the same gun show circuit. In February 95, Kirby Kehoe, which I remember is the Kehoe dad, burgl- excuse me, burglarized the home of William Mueller. And he stole over $50,000 worth of property consisting of guns, ammunition, gold, and silver coins. Uh, Kirby defended the burglary to his wife, Gloria, and said that Mr. Mueller had sold an old water pump for the price of a new one to an elderly couple.
1: And you know how water pumps are roughly $50,000?
0: Of course, yes, all the time. And also said that Mueller deserved it because his wife was part Cherokee. Which, uh, you know, (laughs) knowing
1: what we know nowadays... She probably wasn't. Yeah, of course. That's the thing. Because
0: everybody in Arkansas, their grandmother, their great-grandmother, their great-great-grandmother was 100% Cherokee Indian.
1: Yeah, and it's... Not it, true. It, it's never true. I don't know a single person who was like, yep, turned out that was true. Not it's true. always like... That wasn't true. Nothing. Nope. Nothing to it.
0: So, Mr. Mueller, he did not keep appointments with the Searcy County Sheriff to discuss the theft. Uh, although he accused Kirby Kehoe of the burglary and said he would kill him if he could prove it. So in June 95, Chevy Kehoe and Farron Lovelace, who was one of his accomplices, they kidnapped and robbed Malcolm and Jill Friedman, who owned a store that Kehoe had once worked at. Uh, they wore masks and were armed. And according to the Friedmans, they spouted militia gibberish, which is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would love to know what that means. It yeah, just like shall not be infringed upon. And they just say that over and over again. (laughs) Those
0: are my rights amendments. Anyway, the Freemans were told by the robbers that they were targeted because they had a Jewish-sounding last name, which doesn't seem very fair. That's not fair. No. Okay. They were actually Episcopalian, which they probably held that against them too. Good job. I like Episcopalians. Okay. They stole $16,000 and the money from the crime and the Mueller burglary were used to purchase land near the Priest River in Idaho, near Priest River, Idaho. And the land was to be used as, you guessed it, a training compound.
1: Yeah. The, the anti-government types, they love their militia training compound. They love Weird compounds. stuff. Yeah. They love compounds. Compound,
0: compound, compound.
1: They love them.
0: Yes. Big fan. Big fan. So uh, the Kehoe's previous crime money ran out, of course, but Kehoe knew that Mueller had come into a fifty thousand dollars inheritance. So on January eleventh, ninety six, Chevy and his other accomplices Daniel, Danny, Lewis, Lee, and Baron Lovelace, which we talked about earlier, they returned to William, William Mueller's home. A uh, little side fact here: Lee was nicknamed Cyclops because he lost an eye at a bar fight. Awesome name, bad person. Had Nazi SS bolts tattooed on his neck. See? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I saw some uh, some description that said he had a swastika on his neck. And he has some sort of design of something on the other side of his neck. Other, the opposite side of the SS bolts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, though. Hmm. Uh, we'll probably post that picture somewhere. Maybe somebody will know what it is. I assume. It's like, it looks swastika-ish. But it's not a swastika. Hmm.
0: I wonder what it is.
1: Yeah. It's probably some white supremacist thing that I just don't recognize.
0: Yeah. Good job. Good job not recognizing. Thank you. You're (laughs) welcome. He was given, um, Lee was given a thousand dollars and guns for his part in the crimes he was going to commit. So Kehoe and Lee disguised themselves as federal agents and broke in while the Mueller's were away. And when the Mueller's returned, they subdued the family with handcuffs and duct tape. And this is where it kind of gets rough. Um, Kehoe placed a bag around little Sarah's face, duct taped it shut. And as she suffocated, she was tortured with an electric cattle prods to reveal where her stepfather hid his gold and other valuables. And after Lee said he couldn't kill a child, Chevy took over. Officials also believe that Sarah was forced to watch as Kehoe and Lee suffocated her mother and stepfather. The men then dumped their bodies in the Illinois Bayou near Russellville, Arkansas, Kehoe and his accomplices would joke that the family was on a, quote, liquid diet, which is super messed up. And the bodies were found six months later on June 28th, 96, when a fisherman saw a leg floating in the water. So really terrible, terrible stuff. I mean... (laughs) Even I don't know. Like even Lee was like I can't kill a child. Yeah,
1: the guy with naughty SS bolts yeah, was, was like
0: I can't kill a kid. I'm not kid. cool
1: with this anymore.
0: And then Chevy was like I'll do it. Okay, well you're I mean they're clearly awful people, but like you take the cake, man. Like Yeah, <sighs> and uh
1: the fun fun thing is uh Chevy's only going to seem worse later on as we continue on. Here and you Lee you will also seem worse even though he didn't kill a child.
0: He's still terrible people. Let that be known.
1: Yeah. Okay. As you would guess from somebody with Nazi-assist bolts (laughs) on their neck.
0: (laughs) And being a part of white supremacist groups. Yeah. So Kehoe uh, and his family, they took the stolen property to a motel in Spokane, Washington by way of the Christian identity community in Elohim City, Oklahoma. Go figure. In February of 96, Travis Brake is arrested while carrying a gun that's traced back to the Mueller's. And William Mueller, despite all of his anti-government leanings, he had registered some of his firearms with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, ATF.
1: Which I assume he did potentially. I couldn't find information for sure, but I assume he did it after that first burglary.
0: Yes. And he did it because he, for, for the purpose this purpose, in case they got stolen, they'd be able to track it back to him and stuff. So, um break tells the authorities that he bought the gun from kirby kehoe at a seattle gun show and this would be the first break of the case and when investigators would first look at the kehos as suspects for the murders and the next big break came in december sean haynes was arrested in south dakota while getting a traffic ticket police found a gun in his possession that had been registered to mueller as well and haynes told investigators that he had gotten the gun from chevy kehoe
1: yeah they uh they like swapped guns when they were at the motel and uh, at the shadows and I see yeah gotcha like it, it didn't seem like it was a purchase it was just like a you want to trade gun trades yeah of course which would be like weird if I don't know any I don't remember what the guns are what well, like, I don't even remember if it said but if it was like here's this sick gun you want to take I want to take your garbage gun <laughs> and it's like okay cool. cool
0: I get the better end of this deal
1: be, I wonder if that's how that went
0: they might have. So Kehoe heard about the arrest and decided eh, it's, it's time to move the family. So he convinced Shane to bring his family as well in a stolen mobile home. They passed through Nevada, Texas, and Alabama selling some of the Mueller guns as they went. And they eventually settled at a campground near Frankfurt, Ohio, which brings us to the Three. ultimate, the the, the 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 pinnacle of the story.
1: Yes. This brings us to the thing that brought the story into the national spotlight. Um, so February
0: fifteenth, nineteen
1: ninety seven, the Kehoe brothers are in Wilmington, Idaho, and they—or excuse me, Ohio, not Idaho—Wilmington, Ohio, and they're pulled over by the police. And you might be wondering why are they being pulled over? Uh, it's for driving too slowly, driving erratically, and they had expired license and registration, and also it turns out they had no identification. Seems about right. Yeah, it sounds like almost like they were doing like a sitcom bit like <laughs> don't look suspicious okay by acting very suspiciously <laughs> acting suspicious yeah so they uh they get pulled over Chevy is the driver and he complies he gets out of the vehicle and he tells the officer though he's like do not touch me when you search me that, which is like if you're searching him you're going to touch yeah, i think i don't i don't think that's avoidable yeah more, no as far as i know I, you can't do like an ocular pat down, like on it's always sunny.
0: <laughs> ocular pat, <down. laughs> yeah, like that's not a real thing.
1: That's funny. Um, so they they actually had like another officer come, a deputy, and this is uh this is pretty common in small towns. Uh, you'll see where somebody pulls somebody over, and then the other car, another police officer, will come by just to just to check it out, yeah, yeah just yeah. in case. You know, I or if you're like in the suburbs, sometimes it's just like. We have nothing better to do, so there may <laughs> as well be two cops here, I guess.
0: On my way back home today, I passed a lot of cops sitting in their cars. A lot.
1: I wonder if crime is down with, like, That's what I'm thinking. They're looking for stuff isolation. to do. They're
0: looking for stuff to do. Yeah. Anyway.
1: But, uh, so, yeah, the another officer comes, and uh, he, he, he tells the, he's going to call a tow truck. Tow truck. What are words? Tow truck, not tow trek. What is that? <laughs> toe trek. Yeah, that's a that's a new word for walking. We go on a tow trek. A tow trek. Yeah, so they call it tow truck because again, expired license and registration. These guys have no identification. Like, who are they? And Chevy runs back to the truck. And He's like, "Nope, gotta get out. <laughs> he can't catch me." Uh, he gets pinned to the car, Good. the patrol car, and they're the other officers trying to subdue Shane. Who pulls a handgun from the passenger seat of their vehicle and just starts shooting, just opening fire. And that gives Chevy just enough time to jump back in the Suburban that they're driving and get out. Whereas Shane fled on foot. And you need to watch this video. Yes. Because also I'm surprised Chevy didn't get his butt shot.
0: Or the police officers, because he was like... Shane was like... Well, not it,
1: just... Yeah, just the shootout itself. Yeah. Because it's very close range, like and 10 feet away. it takes
0: place over like 10, 15 seconds. It's so fast. It happens so quickly.
1: Yeah, it's like... It's shocking nobody is shot in this. Yes. But also the part where um, when Chevy is driving off, one of the officers is mm-hmm. like basically in the door with him. Yes. And I, I'm kind of surprised the officer didn't just like shoot him then. Yeah. That seems like a thing that would happen, but he didn't... Um, so Chevy's going to get away in the, in the Suburban. Shane is going to manage to run off, and he, he gets away mm-hmm. for a time. Yeah. Um, he fly, flees into the nearby woods, and they can't find him. And so nobody's injured in the shootout. Eventually, Chevy gets into another shootout with police several minutes later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he uh, fires multiple rounds into an <gasps> officer's windshield. Doesn't hit the officer at all.
0: Wow. For being like gun nuts, they sure do have bad aim.
1: I think guns are harder to aim than people give credit for.
0: I was a, I was a state BB gun, like champ for Georgia. Well,
1: let's see what it's like when it's life or death. and
0: <laughs> Not like, a BB
1: gun. And you're like sprinting around and stuff.
0: <laughs> Truth. it's
1: It's probably harder. But a single bystander would be wounded. It was minor injuries. They were hit with a bullet fragment during this shootout, the second one. We don't have video of the second one, unfortunately. Not, not. Yeah. But um, first like, one's
0: good enough. Yeah,
1: and Chevy would again somehow escape, just gosh. get out of there. Uh, but yeah, this video was very famous. I have actually, I actually saw it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I I put it together the moment I saw it when I was looking this, uh, when I was doing research and I, I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, I I've seen this. That's it. Because for one, it was. Going around when it initially happened, because this kicked off a national manhunt to figure out who these people were. Right. Because, again, they had no identification or anything <laughs> on them. And the, even years later, they would play it on, like, shows that are, like, World's Wildest Police Chases or whatever. Mm-hmm. They would play that because it's, cra- it's it is one crazy. of the wildest police chases yeah. you'll ever see. And uh, eventually they would be identified through the video. People would figure out who they were. It was Chevy and Shane Keogh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the Suburban... That they left behind. the Or, yeah, they eventually left it behind. Yeah. Police would find weapons, 4,000 rounds of ammunition, and FBI caps.
0: Wow. That's uh shady.
1: Yeah. So there would be a $60,000 reward offered for information leading to their capture. Wow. Eventually, they both make it to Utah. Like, they get from Ohio to Utah, and they take, I guess, just a random path, or just a path of, like... I don't know if Maybe they, back they knew. Or people. Well, I don't know if it was like, oh, we know these people here, like so we go to them. And like I'm a white
0: supremacist underground railroad.
1: Yes, <laughs> and I've seen Elohim City described as like part of an underground railroad for white supremacists. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you didn't pull that out of. You just came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's actually described that way. At I, some mean,
0: point. I mean, I mean, you you stop on paths along your way to the ultimate. Yeah. You know. I,
1: I don't know if that's necessarily what happened, but like it might be, but like. <sighs> So they both get from Ohio to Utah. Chevy goes through Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and somehow gets into Utah eventually. Mhm. Indiana is nowhere near Utah, so I don't I don't have I don't have the uh the gap filled in there. Mhm. And then Shane, he went through like Wyoming and Arizona before he eventually got to Utah. What the heck? I mean, at least those two like Arizona at least touches Utah. But they they reunite with the families.
0: I didn't know that. But Arizona touched Utah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, continue. Four four corner states. Didn't know that. And Utah
1: is directly north of Arizona. Anyway. Didn't know that. It's fine. Okay. They reunite with the families in Utah and begin working at a ranch uh, near Gunlock, Utah.
0: I like the name. Uh, Yeah. It is a pretty cool name. Makes. Yeah. Makes sense they want to live there.
1: They, uh, as with a lot of places, they don't stay there very long. Of course. Because Chevy is a real prick. Didn't
0: see that one coming. Yeah, he
1: is just the worst. Um, they actually... So, he's he, he's causing conflict with, like, the management at the ranch and everything. And Shane, his brother, the younger brother, eventually became concerned. Did he? Yes. And uh, this is where I think you're going to hear, like, Chevy continues to sound like just the worst person. And he's getting worse and worse and worse. Tell me. Because he would talk... He would talk about the murders he committed, specifically of the Mueller's, and he would have no hint of remorse, is what
0: Shane would say. And this is a man who has children of his own.
1: Yes. And not only would he talk about the Mueller's, but he also talked about two other murders that we're going to get to at some point. Oh my gosh. So, like, he's... Chevy's a bad guy. And he would even talk about potentially killing his own family members.
0: (laughs) What's wrong (laughs) with him?
1: Well, part of it's racism. Yeah. So he talked about killing his wife Karina who there was a rumor that she had native american ancestry oh my gosh and you know he's had he had 3 children with her so like he but he's still just like that far off i guess yeah and then he also talked about killing his parents so that they could get access to their stockpile of weapons oh my gosh and also finally he took uh, what Shane saw as an unhealthy interest in Shane's wife. Oh, so Shane was like, "I, I'm done." This is weird. He gets his family and in the middle of the night leaves, and they head back to Colville, Washington, which is where they're from. Good call. And he he's done with this. He because he's fearful that his brother's gonna murder him oh or gosh. his parents
0: or his. Somebody, you know, yeah. His all kids these or his wife his ex wife, yeah. yeah. And
1: so he takes uh, a Christian identity minister with him <coughs> and turns himself into the FBI. <coughs> and him and his mother Gloria, they would actually direct the FBI to the ranch where Chevy was living. And uh Shane even like drew out diagrams of the trailer where uh Chevy had hidden weapons and would tell them what his daily routine was like and he would um, eventually be arrested in June on uh, June 17th of 1997 they actually like they didn't end up going to the compound or not even the compound it was a ranch they like waited for him in town when he went to like go pick up feed or something like that mm-hmm. and that's when they jumped him oh, and arrested yeah. him
0: what? What, what did we watch? We watched something. Uh, it was called like
1: FBI or FBI Files. Yes. It was on Tubi.
0: Yeah. It was It was a good... It was It was legit. I liked it. It yeah. was a good episode. And it was about this. And they showed how they captured them. All the FBI agents like dressed up as like yeah, they're dudes. They're dressed up in
1: like street clothes basically. Yeah,
0: and they acted like just like farmers and stuff at this like feed store. And they're like acting like they were loading up hay and stuff. And like there was one point where a guy like came and parked in the yes. parking spot of like... of
1: where they were expecting um, Chevy to be. Yeah, and they, and they were like,
0: go, go, get out of here, <laughs> go, go. And he's like, oh my gosh. And he like left just in time for Chevy to pull up. So he,
1: the, he being she, Chevy, Chevy Kehoe, he actually has ties to two earlier murders before the Muellers. This uh, first one, I think is probably, I mean, I would be concerned anyway if I were Shane. Oh gosh. But this first one, I think especially would concern me if I had been Shane. And because Shane says that Chevy told him about these murders. And Chevy f- fell in love with the wife of a skinhead named Jeremy Scott. And Chevy recruits Farron Lovelace, who we talked about earlier, uh-huh. to murder Jeremy Scott. Oh. And Chevy actually helped bury the body. What? And then took Jeremy Scott's wife as his second wife. What? So if you're Shane and you realize your brother, who is just murking people constantly. Takes an unhealthy interest in your wife. Bye. He mu- and is talking about murdering his other wife and possibly his parents. What's to stop him from murdering you and stealing your wife? Absolutely, even though you're brothers.
0: Yeah, that doesn't matter. Clearly.
1: Yeah. So uh, Lovelace, who is the one who murders Scott, does the actual deed. Mm-hmm. He uh, he had actually previously escaped prison, so yeah. he's hiding out out in Idaho. And U.S. marshals and detectives discovered where he was living. He was living in a house that was booby-trapped out <laughs> in the mountains of Idaho. Nice, you know how you do. Of course, uh, they ended up, as I guess, similarly to, somewhat similarly to Chevy. Instead of like going to the place where he lives to get him, they just wait until he's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They lure him into town with a false story about a Mexican drug dealer who was exploiting young girls for prostitution.
0: Like he was wanting to cash in on that or he was wanting to he's stop gonna it. going
1: to go murder him because oh. he's a Mexican drug dealer oh exploiting gosh. girls, I guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and he can't, he comes right in on his stolen mountain bike <laughs> and they arrest him before he even gets off of it.
0: <laughs> With blazing glory on his Probably. stolen he's mountain like, bike. He's
1: like I'm going to go I'm going to be a real hero and then he just gets arrested. because He's doofus. Yeah. Um he, he, uh, Lovelace, he promises to take investigators to the body of Scott, but only if they promise to pursue the death penalty because he could not take prison again.
0: He wanted the death penalty. Yes.
1: And I've tried to find information on this. Uh, it's, like, kind of scarce, but, like, at some point he decided, uh, like, he got the death penalty, but then that had to be, like, revisited for whatever reason. And then he decided he was going to fight it because he wanted the, like, the attorney or whoever was trying to put him away was jewish and so he's oh. like i'm gonna beat this guy now no. so i don't want to go <laughs> to get the death penalty what happened i couldn't find anything Dang it was like it. all i found was like information pre-trial so i don't know what ever happened to him. Ah. Anyway. another murder that chevy was potentially involved in was with john cox and cox was a part of like the whole group the gang uh-huh. doing their white supremacy stuff, mm-hmm. and he, Cox, had sent letters to his girlfriend basically bragging about what they were going to do, like all their plans, how they were going to do bank robberies, they were going to stop armed co- armored cars, and they were going to bomb Spokane City Hall.
0: This is a bad idea.
1: Yeah. So essentially, and actually some of this stuff happens, like Kehoe actually bombed uh, City Hall in Spokane. Oh, Yeah. To basically no avail, it was a pipe bomb went off at 3 a.m. There's no casualties, and the doors—it was like outside the doors of City Hall, and I guess they're big, giant doors. It was a pipe bomb filled with nails, and like the doors, like basically reflected them. So, it was, but it went like blocks down the street and stuff. So, like if people had been out, they could have been injured.
0: So 3 a.m. That's oh, that was good. And even earlier
1: that month, on April 1st, because this happened on April 30th, this bombing, mm-hmm. there had actually been bombs set off during a bank robbery. And a newspaper office all in Spokane. Huh. Which was, I never saw if any of those were ever tied to anybody specifically, but it seems like it would have been yeah. the Kehoe group. Yeah. So Cox, he ends up getting murdered because he's spilling secrets to his girlfriend. Okay. And also they thought he might be a government informant.
0: I wonder if he was. I don't know. Probably not.
1: His body was never found though. Oh. Yeah. But his his drawings and photo albums were found in the possession of Cyclops, Danny Lee. <laughs> the the Nazi guy with one eye, one eye and gross tattoos. Yep. So it's a pretty good bet. I, yeah. So uh, eventually, in Chevy's home, they find a key that matches the handcuffs that were used to subdue the Mueller family.
0: Hmm.
1: As well, they find uh, they found paint flecks on the duct tape that had been used, which would have come from a car that had transported them right. to the bayou where they were they were dumped. Yeah. And the Suburban that uh, was found in Ohio that they essentially had to leave behind when they got into the shootout and all that, Uh or I guess technically they left it behind after the second shootout. Right. They, um, They found that the paint did not match, which was like kind of perplexing. Yeah. But then they did some science that I don't understand, where they basically figured out, oh, this has been repainted and we can figure out. Somehow, that the paint below that is actually the same paint on the duct tape. Caitlin's making a face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just because I've watched a lot of forensic files and they use this term, and I'm not going to say it right. It's like mass f- r- spectrometer, da, 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 da. and
1: Oh, you're probably, that was mass, probably it. Mass
0: spectrometer, photo, blah, blah 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 blah. Something like that. I don't know. Somebody's going to know it and is literally screaming it right now. But Anyways, they say it all the time. It's like, a, it's like a trigger word. It's like, oh, take a shot, because they just said it. I bet that's how they did it.
1: Probably so. I bet that's how they, they did it. They talk in depth about it on the FBI show we watched, actually. I bet that's how they did
0: it. Okay, that's why I got excited. Continue.
1: So, uh, in the federal court, Chevy's going to be charged with racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations. That's called RICO. Hmm. You may have heard of RICO from The Dark Knight. Nope. They, they That's how they get all the, the gangsters off the street for a while. They're like, uh, it's, a, it's a Rico case. We can do the thing.
0: I thought Rico was a person. Makes sense now.
1: On The Dark Knight? Yep. I mean, you would think so, but like reading all the stuff, I was like, uh, that's Makes what Rico sense. means.
0: Yeah. I, guess I was like, what's well, Rico? Yeah.
1: And he was also charged with murdering and aid of racketeering, robbery, and conspiracy. These are
0: charges I haven't heard much of. So that's interesting. Yeah.
1: And so... February 20th, 1998, Chevy's going to plead guilty to felonious assault, attempted murder, and carrying a concealed weapon. Mm, okay. That's not all the charges. That's... He's got more to go. Yep. <laughs> as far as, like, he pled guilty to those, but he's got more to try and beat. And uh, his his mother and brother are actually going to be key witnesses for the prosecution.
0: One good thing they did.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Well, and his mom was like, hey, let this chick go.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, okay, two yeah, good was things. was like, hey, let her... Get out of freaking garbage town, Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And I don't mean that as like a dig at Oklahoma. I'll dig at Oklahoma all day long, but that's this is a dig at Elohim City because it seemed a lot like a just dump,
0: garbage. Oh, and yeah. As you would expect,
1: there's well, only like a hundred people who live there. Is
0: that the video that I watched?
1: Yes, with so the guys like sounds like Elmer Fudd. Yes. Yeah, well, we'll post that video somewhere. It's
0: it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's a bad time.
1: Yeah. So. His mother, like, she'd break down in tears while testifying and say, like, oh, I love you, Chevy. I'm, like, basically mm-hmm. apologizing. Yeah. Um. She says that she had asked Chevy how he came into $37,000 worth of guns and ammunition. And he just, she says he calmly recounted the murders of the Muellers with no remorse. Just, like, matter of factly. just said, like, oh, this is how it happened. What? This is what we did. What? This is
0: how this came to be. I, I, I don't get it, which I guess is a good thing. But anyway. yeah,
1: and uh, Shane basically he, he tells a similar story and he was told uh, he, he testifies that not only was he told about the Mueller killings, but also the killings of Scott and Cox that we previously talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Chevy said that they killed the Mueller's because they thought he was a government informant as well and also to steal his gold and silver and yeah, that guns too. and stuff. That too. You know. Yeah. Uh, Shane says he didn't turn himself in earlier than he did because he was afraid that Chevy would kill him, which, which I, I can buy based on what el- everything else we know. Yeah. It seems like Chevy was a loose cannon just yeah. ready to shoot anybody. Big time. And um, yeah. So Chevy, he says that his mother, his mother's testimony like just shattered him. Hmm. Uh, he he claims she only did it to protect the six younger brothers other than him and Shane and also to avoid prosecution for tax evasion. <laughs> And also, well, so basically at this point, Chevy and Shane are both in jail, uh-huh. and Kirby is yeah. actually in jail for domestic assault, On domestic her? violence against her, wow. against yeah, Gloria. So like, the two oldest kids and the father are in jail. So like, if she goes to jail, what happens to like, these six other boys? Yeah. And, but he's even gone as far as to claim that she, she straight up framed him.
0: I <laughs> like, don't think that's correct.
1: I don't know if he that's what he meant to say. It was more like she lied is what he's trying to say. Perjury. Mm, maybe, but, but
0: I, I not I, framed. Yeah,
1: but that's what he says. So 1999, he's going to be convicted in federal court of the 1996 murders of William and Nancy Mueller and their eight-year-old daughter, Sarah Powell. Mm. And for these crimes, he's going to be sentenced to three life sentences without the possibility of parole. Good. So, in the end, he's committed five murders. Well,
0: allegedly. I guess three. he's committed
1: three and is involved in at least two more. Yeah. The attempted murder of multiple police officers, bomb making. He spent a lot of time making bombs when he was hanging out at that motel. Mm -hmm. And he would, like, blow up phone books. (laughs) I guess it was just, like, something to blow up. yeah. yeah. And armed robberies, burglaries, uh, selling stolen property, Uh, and he pipe-bombed Spokane City Hall, which mm-hmm. is not a cool thing to do. Uh, his accomplice, the other one involved in the murder, Daniel Lee, he ended up being sentenced to death, hmm. which is a little surprising. Does that seem fair? No. And he was his trial occurred after uh, Chevy Kehoe's, so you would think they would just be like, oh, well, he got life without parole. And he was like the ringleader, essentially. Right, yeah. But maybe the pro- the uh, defense have basically said like he got screwed because of the way he looks, because he's missing an eye and he's got nazi Tats tattoos and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. like he looks like somebody yeah yeah he looks he looks like a straight-up thug
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh he's still alive just barely as it turns out oh. um because there's been a moratorium on federal executions and that was only recently lifted by the attorney general oh yeah uh his uh nancy moeller's mother has actually pled for clemency for lee like basically saying that his execution would not honor her daughter but they they're still seemingly going through with it He was actually supposed to be executed back on december 9th of last year
0: 2019 yeah that wasn't that long ago exactly
1: that's how recent this uh moratorium was lifted wow so he but he would have been and he would have been the first inmate executed since 2003
0: when was when was um is this in arkansas what state is this in
1: uh, like where the execution's is going, uh, yeah. it's Indiana, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. So these are these, and these are federal executions specifically. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So there was actually like an injunction put in place that would stop all federal executions, and then he got a, a stay of execution like on December 5th, uh huh. So four days before he was supposed to, but there's also like this injunction on executions. The injunction has been like overturned, and also his stay was overturned. But the injunctions under review and the thing I read said it could take months. Ugh. So, as of now, he's still alive. He was supposed to die back in December.
0: So, who knows? That can take a long time. So, yeah. who knows?
1: And uh, Shane, for his uh, his part in the Ohio shootout, ended up with a 24-year sentence with uh, attempted murder and weapons possession. He actually got out earlier than that and then him and his dad got arrested for illegally owning guns in Arizona.
0: Well, I mean, dude... You know better,
1: yeah. Like his, Kirby, the father, got arrested for something else as well. Like he he was supposed to stay in Montana for whatever reason. I forget why. Like Probably he was arrested for something stuff. else, and yeah, he was on probation. He's supposed to stay in Montana, and then they found him in Washington, and so then he got arrested again. And last thing I saw though was like Shane and Kirby got arrested uh, in Arizona because they they had a bunch of guns. And as you would imagine, they're not supposed to own guns anymore. (laughs) Who who knew? Who who knew? And so that's (sighs) the exhausting story of these white supremacists and just the terrible things they've done. Wow. Especially Chevy Kehoe.
0: We forgot also on our last episode to talk about our sources. Or maybe it was the episode before that. Uh, yeah. but, uh,
1: main sources uh, for this one yeah. be Southern Poverty Law Center. They had three different mm-hmm. write-ups that I used a lot. Yeah. Uh, especially the one that was the timeline. Uh-huh. That was e- that made it a lot easier to put things together. Yes. Uh, New York Times had a, a few that I used. There's one, like, I found the one about when the pipe bomb went off at, in Spokane. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and at that time, it's like an old article, so it's before. It was like the day it happened. Oh, so they yeah. didn't know anything like that. I kind of like, like reading did. those
0: because it's like you get to – it unveils in real time like this is how it was then and yeah. then this is how it was then instead and, of right now where we know.
1: And then there's a New York Times article called Killings Illuminate Culture of White Supremacists. Hmm. Uh, that one has a lot of information on the Mil- Mueller's actually. Gotcha. And then you got LA Times article uh, about all that and it covers a lot more of like the trial and stuff. And then there's a New York Times article that talks about um, – Like, basically, Chevy's upbringing.
0: Yeah. Of course. My favorites. Wikipedia and Murderpedia. And that concludes the very, very lengthy, lengthy story of Chevy, Shane, Kirby, (laughs) Lee, uh, Lovelace, Gloria, Karina... (laughs) So many people. Matthews. Uh, there's a lot, like we said, a Congra- lot of players.
1: Congrats to Angie for only being in it for like a second.
0: Good job, Angie. 54 yeah. days. Get, get the out. heck out. Out. So thanks, wow, for sticking with us through all of that. That was that was a lengthy one. We just were like, we have to just jump into this.
1: Yeah, that was exhausting.
0: That was good. Good job. And Andrew did like, I would say, 90% of the research for that in writing. At least. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, so Caitlin's, okay,
1: Caitlyn's a very jealous person. I'm not. She gets very jealous.
0: No, tell me something good that happened this week.
1: I didn't plan for this. <laughs> I sp- I spent too much time doing other stuff, like reading w- everything about white supremacy in America and getting very angry. Yeah, essentially.
0: Did you do anything for Easter? We just had Easter. No. You didn't spend time with your fam?
1: I mean, I have to. Yeah. Did Facebook. y'all have a
0: good, good meal, good Easter meal?
1: I don't even remember what we had. No. That, honestly.
0: that that memorable, huh?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: I got to spend time with my family. It was nice. I haven't seen them in a while. Ooh, parched, a little
1: thirsty. Yeah, I was hoping you would just keep talking <laughs> instead of <laughs> no. Nope, I was that. gonna it's watch, you,
0: gonna watch you drink. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was nice. I'm glad I finally had a little breather. It's it's pandemonium at my workplace but it's okay it's okay we're still trucking through so hopefully this COVID stuff passes soon and we can all actually like talk to people again and like see people and like not be scared of people yeah yeah.
1: And that's the thing is like this is this has changed so little about my social <laughs> life
0: I love the memes where I see people say stuff like that
1: they don't mean it like I do though
0: <laughs> no they do Anyway, okay. Well, guys, thanks for sticking with us through all of this. We appreciate it. We appreciate you, our listeners. You're awesome. You can catch us on Facebook, Paint the Town Dead, Pod). You can email us, Pod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Paint the Town Dead, all one word. Twitter, PTTD Pod. I think we. Gosh, is that enough? I think that's enough.
1: I think that was enough of the things. Okay. The social media. Yeah,
0: you have to like us, subscribe, rate, comment, do all the things. That's how. That's how we get your feedback and know we're doing good or bad. Uh, email us. Let us know. Hey, if you have a this is such a deep story. If you have something that's connected to it, please reach out to us. We want to hear your stories for sure. Uh, because it, it's I like when. I had somebody reach out to us about uh, Ronald G. Simmons, our first episode, and he was saying how he grew up five minutes down the road from that, and it's just it's just crazy that all these things come together. So please, if you have connections, let us know. We want to hear it. Um, you guys, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Cough into your elbows. Sneeze into your elbows. Don't handshake. Don't touch people. And don't
1: don't be racist.
0: Yeah. I think that's the main <laughs> In case we didn't hammer that in good enough listen, this podcast is about love. It's all about love and, no, but for real, it is about, like, be decent to your fellow human. Like,
1: don't be a jerk. Don't tie your self-worth into the color of the skin of the people who banged you into existence.
0: (laughs) Somebody please make that that a thing. Make that, like, a shirt or something, because I would wear it.
1: (laughs) Yes, and that's the PG version. I've come close to saying it, uh, Yeah. The R version. Don't.
0: It was written. Imagine it. There was some R R written notes in here. Oh, yeah.
1: The the notes were inappropriate in places because I got mad and would write cuss words.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. If there's anything to get angry about, it's this. So, guys, be kind to everyone. Please, you know, only get mad about the things you should get mad about, about, like, racism. So um
1: and how the the part where it's bad don't get mad in the opposite direction correct
0: all right guys we will catch you next week with a new episode uh all right bye goodbye